This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Welcome back to the Patriot Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Brown. We are the podcast that's going back and rewatching every Patriots game starting in 2001. We're currently 2004, week eight, matchup against the Steelers. And with me today, Steve Brown. How you doing, Steve? Good. We have uh, we have Gus here doing just as much work as Greg. <laughs> <laughs> nice work. Yeah, Greg is not here because what was his excuse this time? Uh, he's at a concert with mom and dad. Yeah. So I'm sure that's a great time. Oh, yeah. Uh, Revolution, I believe. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah. I can get into some uh, some reggae. Oh, but right in. we figured we'd replace him with a uh, professional. <laughs> uh, as we, well, as more, well, if you'd met Greg, you'd understand that uh, it's a low bar. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, good. Uh, he's our fact checker. But uh, this week we have with us Mike Dussault. Deuce, thanks for joining us. Yeah, guys. Happy to be here. Yeah. All right. So, uh, we're going to talk about you for a little bit first, because uh, otherwise having you here wouldn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, and we'd have to talk about this Steelers game. which uh, Yeah, so we're going to avoid yeah. that for as long as possible, because yeah. uh, yeah. it's a rough I don't, one to watch. I don't, I don't need a Patriot, another Patriots loss to talk about right now. Right, yeah. I mean, it, it does feel fitting, though, this this week uh, and this this current game. For some reason, it just matched up well. Mm. Uh, so I'm in, I'm, I'm in a mood this week, and this game did not help watching it. <laughs> Um, so yes, yeah, so right now you work for pages.com. Yes. Um, so I have to, I've, I've been asked to ask you, um, is Andy Hart as insufferable in person as he is on the radio? Well, I actually replaced Andy Hart, so I've never actually okay. worked with Andy Hart, but from the reaction I received when I arrived there, I, I, I get the impression that yes, he is in fact. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> No, he's a good guy. I get along well with him. I, I've uh, he's been nice enough to have me on his radio show a couple times, but uh, nice. but no, I know Andy. He is. Uh, I mean, he's one of a kind. What can you say? <laughs> yeah. So is this Andy? Yeah, and that's Andy, fair. Yeah, way worse. Tell it's, me. De- it's, it's definitely an Andy thing. I'm pretty sure. I can't. Uh, I, I'm either. on the other end of the spectrum, though. I'm I'm Mr. Positivity. How are we supposed Andy. to replace you, Andy? You're a freaking brother. Right. <laughs> no replacing this guy. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> also, then you'd have to do some work. So yeah, don't want to do any of that. <laughs> None of that. Yeah, this whole thing <laughs> would fall apart end immediately. Right. Absolutely. Um, so uh page.com, that's a hell of a job. How did you kind of luck into something like that? Oh well, it's a long, long, not that illustrious story, but I I, <laughs> I started a I started a Patriots blog myself um back in, in 2007 was when I really first started uh watching and or not watching i should say uh thinking about blogging i actually um you guys won't get there for another three years but the 07 i was i was living in california and i had to i had to come back and see the 07 team and came back for the Mm. pittsburgh game and my sister and i were standing in the parking lot and uh, somebody had paid to actually have a banner flown around the stadium with you know three super bowl uh trophies with asterisks next to them and so i was i was very angry by that. And so when I, when I flew back, uh, while living in California at the time, I, I, hey, I'm going to write a blog about it. <laughs> so, uh, that's, so that started the blog. And, and, uh, so I, you know, blog for different places early in, uh, you know, mid to mid two thousands. 
And about 2009, I believe, I started um, tweeting under a handle called Pat's Propaganda, which I thought sounded uh, edgy, kind of cool. And that that kind of evolved into a Tumblr blog, and then that became a regular blog. And so basically, after writing for a lot of different outlets for a while, I just said, I just want to write about the Patriots on my terms. And so I wrote Pat's Propaganda, the blog. And part of that um, became the Bill Belichick hoodie database. So I started tracking yes. all of Bill Belichick's hoodies. Um, that got me some attention for its ridiculousness. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just, just kept plowing away at it. Loved it and moved back to, to Boston here in 2017 and saw this job when Andy left, opened up and knew Fred Kirsch a tiny bit. Just, I mean, I wouldn't even say I knew him. I had emailed with him a couple of times. Yeah. Sent him an email, said, Hey, I, I, you know, I'm an idiot that loves the Patriots and loves blogging about the Patriots. And I have experience in TV and all these things. And, you know, I was podcasting and making t-shirts and hustling and everything. And they said, great, come on in and be on Patriots unfiltered. So it was kind of like a, a crazy audition where I just got thrown into the fire with Eric Scalavino and, and Paul Perillo and, and Fred and, uh, yeah, that was uh, crazy. I mean, I know I, I know how lucky I am, and uh, you know, I come from blogging roots, and that's why I always, you know, I'm happy to go on with passionate Patriot fans like you guys have a totally <laughs> unique podcast. This is awesome. So uh, I know the grind. I love it, and uh, that's that's kind of a long story. I've been there um, two seasons now, and into my third season, and they just kind of let me keep doing what I did on Pat's propaganda. So yeah. I guess that's a short version. It's kind of long though. No, that's not bad. See, Steve, there is hope for me. That feels like my uh my origin story, except for the end part where I get to work for the Patriots. So yes. no, hey, hang in there, man. I'm in my mid-40s when I got this. So I was <laughs> no, it's, it's, yeah, it's really cool. Graphic Andy just got a bunch of yeah, retweets true, yeah. or whatever the internet does with things like that. The <laughs> touchdown ones, all the different size jerseys. That's true, yeah. I'm well on my way, Steve. Is that what you're saying? That's, that's my that's my hoodie database. Apparently. A boy can dream. <laughs> yeah, you got to find some piece of stupidity that only you care enough about to to document, and then you know you'll get to be on the ABC Nightly News, and they call oh, you. God. But this man has the answer to what hoodie Bill Belichick <laughs> should wear. That's me. Right. Well, so a yeah. podcast about every single goddamn game. <laughs> That he drags his brothers through. That's perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a good fit. Um, so, yeah, I, well, I guess we should probably ask you then um, the hoodie for this upcoming big game. Oh. Is there? I mean, you guys are on the cutting edge right now. I mean, I, it's funny. I um, on uh, yesterday I was sitting there and I'm like, oh, man, I probably for this game should figure out what he yeah. should wear, you know, because I, I mean, I don't. I just kind of tweet out now, like I keep track of it, but, but he doesn't wear a lot of old stuff anymore. So there's not that much interest to it. So, um, so I do, I dove into it and I wish I had my notebook. (laughs) Had I known you guys were going to ask me this, I I was like, I'm going to compose a tweet tomorrow because God knows (laughs) you're not going to let me write it on patriots.com. Right. Like, they're like, no, that's, that's not going. Maybe I'll go back to, I let some guys write past propaganda now. So maybe I'll go back and write it there. But (laughs) I went and I thought, I mean, you guys can weigh in on this because my criteria were games that Brady played terrible but then mm. the Patriots still won. So that was what I, how that was kind of the, 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 the general idea I had. So I not only dove into those, I also dove into some of the playoff games as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and just a couple of, you know, Brady's just all time, terrible, terrible games. Um, and so I think what I came up with, and I'm, you guys are probably, you know, I think you guys are going to concur with this being the fans that you are. <laughs> I, I came back to in a great majority of them, Bill Belichick had the classic gray, hoodie on with no sleeves like his like iconic look which he really hasn't worn much of so uh he can't wear the Reebok anymore so I'm thinking it's gonna Uh-oh. be here it is I'm gonna drop it here first I think it's a 27 
or 2018 gray cut hoodie. And if he wears that, I mean, and then I'll know he's listening to me. I am, I am in the building. <laughs> they won't let me within 50 feet of him, but maybe yeah, this, will somehow, this, will, this will somehow get to him. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. a great hoodie. Yeah, it's a great cutoff hoodie. I think it, that's it. it makes, I think it just makes sense. Like visually <laughs> right? and everything, just like the yeah. whole. He's going against Tom. He's got to wear his all-time classic look, regardless of what yeah. the, the record was. But, you know, games like the. And again, you guys aren't going to be there for seven years now, but the 2011 <laughs> AFC championship game, you know, kind of an all-time Brady clunker that they managed yeah. to pull out. So, you know, that's one, that's one right that's there that he had. So I, yeah, I think that's what that, you know, you guys got ahead of the curve. I'll have to put something out tomorrow. To, 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 <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it quiet for you. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an embargo on that until. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's not many games that Brady plays poorly that they still win. And usually they win because Brady does something at the end. Right. Um, if we were further along, that'd be the perfect segue into this, this game. But, <laughs> yeah. But he, no, he doesn't even play well in this game. No. Well, that, well that's what we're saying. He, you don't want Brady to play well, but you still want the page to win. That's the hoodie that you got to wear. Right. Yeah. Right. So, right. That doesn't happen this week. That was my criteria. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and I think it's kind of you to say that we're going to get to 2007 in three years because it's going to take us a lot longer than that. <laughs> you seem but like the, you got the dedication for it. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, this blog is going to go forever, but it's going to take us for like 20 years to finish the whole damn thing. <laughs> Once every other week. Yeah. We're um, getting like eight weeks a year. And there's like 300 games to go. Yeah. So we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> time. Maybe yeah. More. Plenty of time. Yeah, I'll get there. You can come along if you want. Um, but the the more interesting thing than Page Unfiltered that I want to talk to you about is the new podcast that I think it's just you that's doing, right? Your name's yeah, on the I, on the box. Yeah, kind of. I mean, me and producer Matt Morell, um, who's really my the sound guy that put it yeah. all together. Nice. And it's called uh, 2001 A Super Bowl Sound Odyssey. And the first six episodes, uh, six one's not out yet, right? There's, there's five four. Episodes. Yeah, there's four out right now, actually. And the, the fifth right, one right. will be out a week from tomorrow. So uh, the, the, okay. the Friday before the Texans game. And then two weeks from that will be the final episode, um, which will be the Rams game. Just to, I guess I should, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. Just to, it's <laughs> six episodes. The first episode is basically free agency training camp, building the team. Uh, mm-hmm. The first, the second episode is then, Essentially, Drew Bledsoe getting hurt in 9-11. Uh, the third episode is Brady Begins. It's Tom Brady, the regular season, uh, kind of the ups and downs of that season. And then one episode each for the playoff games. Yeah. And then you're going to do season two, right? 2002. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's 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 funny, you know, how it, how it all kind of came about is this was kind of an idea that they had. I mean, obviously, you guys are in the area as well. Yeah. Um, and so, they, I mean, they, they, they had kind of the general area that they had wanted to do for a while. And it's all part of this 20 year celebration in 2001, but it was nice because right. they just kind of gave me carte blanche to do it. And I mean, for me, you know, hearing Gil Santos and, and Gino Capaletti and, yeah. and their calls in the radio, that, that stuff was awesome. So my, my the producer, Matt Morrell, he went through a lot of that stuff. A lot of it was, you know, just finding random sound. And, and that was, it was like, we came up with the name 2001, a Super Bowl sound odyssey, but the whole time we were doing it, it was like, I, I really hope this lives up to the odyssey part of it. <laughs> right. you know, I don't know if this is going to be an odyssey or what, but, um, but based on the sound we were able to get, and then um, the Patriots uh, PR staff was awesome lining up interviews for me. So I was able to talk to just, I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, I, there's some big names in there. 
Yeah. I mean, Scott Pioli, um, yep. that was one of the first ones I did, which I was just like, you know, I'm like, I mean, again, I'm like past propaganda pretty <laughs> yeah. database guy. And I'm talking to Scott Pioli asking him about the Oh one season. I mean, my uh, favorite was, was the Chris Berman stuff on there. Cause I mean, he's now, been the voice of our childhood growing up with the Patriots. You watch him on NFL primetime at, uh, after the games every week, seven, seven thirty. He was so awesome. And it was, it was one where, you know, as you were kind of going along, I was, I really wanted to cover it from all angles, which was uh, obviously players and, and management and, and all that. And then it was like, well, I, I have some local media. I'd really love a national media. And Aaron Salkin, one of the guys who works in Patriots PR knows Chris Berman. So I was like, Hey, can we just ask him? And, and Aaron's like, yeah, he'll do it. <laughs> and, and, and the cool thing was, was he was one of the, like he called and, you know, I'm, I'm totally nervous to talk to him and everything. And, and, and he started asking me about it. So what do you, so this is like a part, but it's going to be edited. It's not live, right? Like you're going to put it, like he instantly kind of got <laughs> yeah, what yeah. we were going for. And usually I try to get people in and out, you know, 20 minutes, you don't want to take up people's time. He, I couldn't get him off. I mean, he just, <laughs> I got, I got one more story for you, Mike. I got one more story for you. I mean, and, and just to, you know, like a little, awesome. a little sample of it was from, the most uh, recent episode we released, episode four, which was the Raiders. And uh, the story he tells is, you know, I used to call Bill after the games. And so after that game, I was, you know, had finished taping prime time. I, you know, gave the Patriots a call and he said, you know, one ring and burnt Patriots. Bill Belichick answers the phone. He said, Bill, what are you doing? You know, he said, well, Chris, have you, Boomer, have you seen the weather? I'm not going anywhere. And so they, you know, ended up chatting at about 2 a.m. after that game. So, you know, a lot of really cool stories. There's another story he tells uh, before the Rams Super Bowl game about, you know, he, he cleared the room before the game uh, and the media availability and talked to Bill Belichick and, you know, oh, shared nice. those stories with me as well. So it was just, you know, super cool. Um, we also got Joey McIntyre from New Kids on the Block, which randomly <laughs> kind of came about that he was like, hey, I sang the anthem for the Raiders game. I'd love yeah. to do something. And I'm like, well, this idiot here's got a podcast. You want to be on that? <laughs> Go talk to him. Yeah. So there I am, you know, sitting with Joey McIntyre, the, the new kids in, in the Patriots studio. So, um, so it was, it was super fun. And I mean, as, as uh, you know, as you guys probably share the same passion that I had that drove the whole thing. And so for me, it was just so exciting to be able to spend the off season and, and kind of try to contribute something yeah. to that season and, and a new perspective here 20 years later. So uh, very, very proud of it. It's definitely one of the, the biggest oh, things I've ever done. So um, just, you know, really a love letter to the fans and, and the people that love it. And, you know, being able just for me as a fan, being able to hear those calls again, to hear mm -hmm. those plays unfold from when you're not quite sure what's going to happen. I mean, everybody kind of knows the big moment calls from, yeah, yeah. from everything that's been put out. But, you know, when you come in a little bit early to the play and you start to hear it unfold and it's like, you know, all right, Brady back to what's going to happen. So I, yep. I think that's been a lot of fun. Even just hearing, uh, I can't remember if it was Gil or Gino, just talking through what the, uh, like the offensive lineup was, you know, he's yeah. talking about, he's got two to the far side left, one to the near <laughs> right. side. Right. And it's just like, it, it yeah. brought me right back to exactly where I was listening to that game. You can hear the atmosphere. You know, I think that yeah. was one of the things was cool. I mean, there's, you know, many moments just as I was editing it and going through it with Matt, where it's just, you know, I'm like, I, I, I get, I'm getting chills again, you know, you just, <laughs> just those moments is that the sound, especially. So that was, it was cool. A lot of it came out, you know, how I was hoping, especially I think in episode four with the Raiders, that was, mm -hmm. I think when I, I, you know, we got Amy Trask from, from the Raiders who was just yeah. awesome and, and really funny and, and sweet and just, you know, really, really great interview. And, and I think she and, and Michael Lombardi as well, it was kind of the perfect connection between mm. Belichick and Pioli and their Cleveland days. And then, you know, working for the Raiders. So he, he kind of knew the Patriots knew what the Patriots were and, and all that. Yeah. 
Sweet. Yeah. So if you listen to this this little podcast, um, I highly recommend listen to the 2001 Super Bowl Sound Odyssey because it's basically what we would do if we were professionals uh, with <laughs> all, with access to all the audio and the yeah and the interviews. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. 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 If I was in your spot, I would have insisted on talking to Troy Brown. Where I'm <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Well, he's there all the time, and so I mean, yeah. you know, the funny thing is, is I mean, you guys probably have a pretty good idea of how things roll there with, you know, how oh, it's yeah. run and everything. And, uh, you know, so I, I was just laughing that, Hey, it's easier for me to get Mike Vrabel from the Titans <laughs> than it is to get Troy Brown, the receivers coach. <laughs> or, you know, I really Troy wanted, uh, I mean, one of the ones I was disappointed about was just, uh, trying to get Josh McDaniels. We just couldn't quite work it out as we got yeah, kind of yeah. down. And, uh, you know, as he was a first year, kind of low level assistant, and, right. you know, I was talking, I was like, why does he want to talk to me? I'm like, that's exactly why I want to talk to you. You know, right, well, yeah. you were here to kind of see the ground floor of it. So that was one that got away, but, but I think overall we could, we got some good, some good people who, who kind of covered it all. Nice. Cool. Yeah. I've enjoyed the, uh, especially the, the most recent one. Cause it's a shame Greg's out here. That's his, uh, didn't you say that's his favorite ever Patriots game? I think he said non playoff. No, it was the, the playoff game was the, uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't think it mattered. Yeah, I, thought, I thought he said that was his best ever Patriots game just because of the atmosphere and it being the last game in old Foxborough Stadium and everything yep. and the snow. And he said if he could it. go to one Patriots game, it would be that one, which yeah. I think we all agreed on. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you go back in time, that's that's where to be. And it's, it's, I mean, we had the problem with the episode because it's like, so two legendary, never to be got, forgotten plays, at least. I mean, maybe three with, with both kicks, but, yeah. you know, happened within the last few minutes of the game. And it's like now, you know, and then I'm now I'm trying to edit the Pittsburgh the next week. And you're like, nobody cares about special teams. Victories, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, obviously Bledsoe coming in plays, plays a big part in it. But, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, it's just, it's, I mean, such an epic game. And obviously the yeah. Super Bowl was epic too. So it's just, uh, you know, it's that, I don't think anything can ever really top that, that Raiders win in the snow. Yeah, I think you're right. So do you have, let's say outside of that, well, let's say uh regular season, do you have a favorite uh, Patriots game or favorite Patriots Ooh. moment or anything like that? That's a good one. Um, you know, I'd have to probably go with uh, games that I went to because I, I I lived in California. For, like, I grew up around here in England, and then I lived in California for 18 years, and then mm. I, I moved back the last uh, four or five years. So um, going to games was always a special occasion for me. Uh, so so some of the games that I went to that were great experiences were the 06 Chargers playoff game. I drove down to oh, San Diego for damn. that. Mm. Um, had a, bought a, it's, it's a whole long story. I'll tell it quick because it's good. Right. So, you live, so you live in Cal. I live in California. I live in Los Angeles. And, you know, the, the Patriots beat the Jets. And now all of a sudden it dawns on the idiot that, oh, geez, the Patriots are coming out here. They're going to have to play <laughs> the friggin' Chargers with Tomlinson and Rivers. And, I mean, they were a wagon that year. Yeah, they were. So you get word that they're going to release some tickets to California residents only. So you know, <laughs> I'm like, Oh hell yeah. So I get on Ticketmaster, and this is like, you know, the olden days I had all these, you know, windows open at Ticketmaster. I mean, I guess it's not the old days. It's probably still yeah, the current I days. I, I got all these windows open and, you know, and so oh, I, and I, you know, some tickets come up, I get them. Oh, nice. You know, and I, and I go to like check out and the site crashes, you know, so every, <laughs> I mean, probably everybody's been there. You think you got yeah. them. I go back, I'm looking, no tickets. All the tickets have sold out within five minutes. I'm so mad. I had them. The computer crashed. I lost them. So a few minutes go by and I'm fuming. And I say, all right, you know what? If it happened to me and my tickets got returned, maybe I'm just going to take one more chance, one more shot. So put it in. There's one ticket available. I 
don't even look where it is. I just put it in <laughs> it. I just, I'm like, I'm buying it. Like, you know, every click is like completely slow, deliberate, yeah. like trying to get through. <laughs> I get it. I get the tickets, you know, I'm like waiting for the email confirmation. It comes through and I'm like, all right, well, where am I sitting? Go to look at the ticket. I, I'm nine rows in back of the Patriots bench, like oh, God, a dude. solo ticket. Uh, actually, <laughs> I think you can see it over my shoulder right here, uh, right there. <laughs> right, right. My wife made me a nice thing with like the cover, my ticket, oh, so cool. picture from the game. But I mean, it was, I went solo. I was in the middle of a bunch of Patriot fans. You all know, well, you guys will get there in about what, two years. Uh, you'll know how that game Give or take. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was awesome. So that game. And then also um, I came back once for the 2014 game against the Broncos and, and went Ooh. with my, my, my buddy Fitzy and Peyton Manning. They ran him off the field. It was the, you know, the Gronk one-handed catch, the Edelman punt yep. return that we've seen so much of. And that oh, was yeah. just from the blog stuff, we had some some giveaways. They gave us a bunch of stuff to give away in the parking lot. So it was like me, oh, nice. Nick Fitzy Stevens, his buddy uh, George, who he does all the uh, the Pats fans videos with, and, and Jerry yeah, Thornton. Yeah. And we were running around the the parking lot, just spreading Patriot joy to tailgaters, giving <laughs> stuff away. And then we went in and watched the Patriots beat up on Paid Manning. So it was uh, that, those are, those are the two I think that come to mind as, as random favorites of my own. Yeah, those are good ones. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, being at being at one of those playoff games, those comebacks. Speaking of Troy Brown, right? Jeez, mm. yeah, Marlon McCray. That's Troy a Brown game right there. Yeah, exactly. Thought it was over. Thought it was over. Yep, it's never over when you get Troy said, Brown hey, out there. When you see Troy, tell him we said hey. Yes, <laughs> I've never, I've, I've never said a word to him. I've been there two well, and a half years. <laughs> you should say to him, all right. You know these guys who have a podcast say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's our goal for this podcast their, at this their last point. Name is also Brown. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. You gotcha. gotta get along great, brother from another mother. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Steve, you got any questions? I'm good. You're good. All right. How do you guys feel about the game this week? Let me ask you one question before I get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that was that was gonna be my next question. You got any questions for us? <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about the game this weekend? Where where your allegiances <sighs> lie right now as two oh. crazy Patriot fans? Because I, I, I'm in a weird position. Uh, you know, I I'm I work for the team, so I have to be kind of positive, but. A lot of people there that I work with, you know, are also very right. like argumentative. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I got to deal with all that, but it's been a rough week. And I mean, I guess I'll just throw out what I'm, where I'm at. I've, I've just tried to appreciate it. Everybody wants to talk about how it ended. I want to remember the good times. It's crazy that we're going to get to see these guys play against each other. Yeah. For me, it's going to be the last time I'm probably ever going to see them in person, which I've been you know, incredibly lucky to do a bunch of times now. So that's how I'm trying to go into it. And whatever happens, Patriots are one and three. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think I echo um, Julian Edelman's sentiments about how this is, it feels like a divorce and like having to go to a yeah. picnic with both parents or sort something like that. Um, like it just feels part of it just feels really awkward, especially because yeah. you know how much, pressure the media is going to put on it like isn't like the the morning shows are all showing up like the national morning shows are doing their show from gillette stadium or something ridiculous yep. like it's I, it's i can confirm i can confirm that <laughs> yeah, it's like super bowl that. levels of of just like attention which i think i actually thought about this in the shower this morning uh the one good thing about this is that uh mac jones We'll get that sort of environment and that sort of like playoff atmosphere against a really good team. And in the end of the day, it doesn't really matter that much in the standings. 
because losing a game early in the yeah. season to a, an NFC team is like, who the fuck cares? Week four but, against the NFC South, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, it's fine. And maybe Mac yeah. will show us something and maybe he will be the next Tom Brady or even the next Drew Bledsoe or hey, whatever. I'll just, I'll just take be. the next four years. He's a solid quarterback that, that yeah. can maybe win you some games. And, I mean, I'll yeah. just say, too, like, I mean, it, it's been really cool getting to watch him develop. And, I mean, from the when mm-hmm. we saw him in the spring – just the progress he's made has been amazing. And, 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 you know, just instantly having kind of pocket presence and, yeah. you know, delivering accurate throws under pressure. I mean, it's, you know, obviously he's getting a super crash course right now, but, yeah. um, but just having, you know, seen him a lot this summer, saw him, you know, we went down to Philly, saw him at the joint practices there, saw him against the giants, which he had, you know, a great day when cam was out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I continue everything that's kind of happened the first three weeks. I'm just, excited about Mac Jones and, and getting to, you know, see what, what happens. I don't know if he's going to be the next 20 year quarterback here, but I think he's shown enough. He'll be the next few years. He's, he's somebody we can be excited about watching. And, it, and even just watching the 2001, two, three, four seasons. Yeah. Like there's the, I mean, Tom Brady back then isn't Tom Brady who he is now, you know? So, I mean, he's still, even in the game we're going to talk about after this is making very unbrady like mistakes sort of thing. So, I mean, you kind of have Terrible to mistakes. You have yeah. to remember that, like, he hasn't always been this infallible football god, and that, like, there's going to be some bumps in the road for whoever the new guy is, even if he does yeah. end up being that Tom Brady. Yeah. We just love to see that clutch gene. I think that's what was cool mm-hmm. about Brady yeah. was that he always had the ability down the stretch to make the big plays. And, 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 that, and that showed up right away. He wasn't 2007 Brady right out of the gate, but, you know, he had, I mean, I think. Right. The next week will be, I think, the anniversary of the Chargers or maybe two weeks from now will be the Chargers game that you yeah. know they won in overtime where he threw the ball like 50 times in like week four. So, oh, yeah, right. it's uh, I'd love to see Mac get that kind of opportunity to, to pull a win out, you know, maybe like maybe that. in the last moments. I don't know about this weekend, but, but maybe <laughs> next weekend. Yeah, you're right. It's going to be interesting to see him in that situation and in this high pressure situation, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think it's close, but Brady wins. And I can love the Patriots and I can love Tom Brady. I don't see why these are mutually exclusive. Because they're going I, against each other, Steve. <laughs> so I want pick, the Patriots to win, but I don't want pick to pick a side. Tom My Brady thing is that I just don't care about the Bucs. Like I just like I'll watch Tom Brady play in the Bucs. It's right. great. I don't I just don't care. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I can't root for the Bucs. I don't feel anything. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I I feel the same way. Like it's it's like rooting for like the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's like they're are they even a real <laughs> team? Like I I don't even are they AAA? I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, kind of how well, the Bucks feel. They feel they feel like a good. like a, a Disney ride that turned into a football team to me. <laughs> so. Right. It's gonna be over soon. It's fun to watch though. Yeah. I love that. It is good. It's so good. But it's just that Tom Brady that you're watching. You're not watching it for the Bucks, are you? Now I get Tom Brady on my fantasy team and I can put bets on him because you know, <laughs> I used to not do any of that shit because I don't need to be all the way in, you know? That's a good coping mechanism. I, I deal with it through Madden. I, I just, <laughs> I, I sack Tom Brady a bunch of times as the Patriots in it and I feel bad. At, at least you can get to him in Madden. <laughs> well, if you put it on easy, otherwise, no, it's not going to happen. Right. And even then. Uh, all right, Mike. Well, thank you for uh, for giving us your time. This has been fantastic. Yeah, yeah, guys. Um, can't sure. wait to well, hear the the rest of the uh, the 2001 Super Bowl Sound Odyssey. So look forward to that. Appreciate and, it, guys. And uh, yeah, hey, hit me up when you get to the 06 Chargers game. I'll come back. I'll do that. I'll yeah. I'll be happy to do that game with you guys. I'll Perfect. I'll give you my whole live drunken perspective. It was <laughs> uh, it was awesome. Perfect. That's what we like to hear. 
<laughs> All right, Mike. We'll talk to you soon then. All right, guys. Thanks for having yeah. me. Appreciate All it. Right. See you later. Tune in next week to see how much of a blubbering little bitch Greg is <laughs> on the Patriots Dynasty podcast. Well, that was the wrong button. I meant to do the. They both work. <laughs> they do. Uh, all right. So there's hope for us yet, Steve. If Mike Dussault can get himself into one Patriots place, we should be able to get a word with uh, Troy Brown. I think well, that's reasonable. You know, the strategy is just work as many angles as you can find, Andy. Right. And this is what we're doing. So, so far, so good. Pumping every every person who comes on with, you know, yo, yo, let me know, let them know. Yo. I love how blunt you are about it with literally every single person that comes on, too. Like, hey, do you know Troy Brown? What's his phone number? I need to text him. Good to do it, dude. <laughs> I guess. I mean, it hasn't worked yet, but. You do you. Doesn't mean it won't. <laughs> That's true. Uh, all right. We should probably talk about these uh, 2004 Patriots because um, it's put me in a very current game mood. Um, and I think we may have to release this episode a little earlier than our normal Tuesday because I feel like it should be released before the Buccaneers game. Sure. You know? So because this... Uh, this is the end of like a, a streak of its own that we're coming to. This is the first loss that we have watched in 21 weeks of doing a podcast. Oh, I didn't episodes. I only watched the first quarter and then the <laughs> highlights. I mean, so I, uh, let's talk about a watchability score. Cause I feel like that's inappropriate. Uh, uh, yeah. Very low. Maybe I will give it one and a half. Lombardi's. Oh, not even a half. There's there's no redeeming features on this. I I, I was actually I was looking for um for highlights to, to put on the website for this. And outside of the two touchdowns that happened, that there aren't any. Come on, dude. Put every one of David Givens catches up there. He was a beast. He had eight catches, two touchdowns, over hundred yards. He did, but he I mean sweet catches too. He he had one, but they but once he started making the catches, it was almost garbage time. So they I'm stopped sorry, showing replays. His half touchdown wasn't good. It was good. No, I'm saying, but I'm saying by the time he scored it, uh, uh, the coverage, the the TV coverage has decided it was garbage time. And so they weren't showing replays. So he had this one like super oh, yeah. catch on the sideline. That was his, it was his first catch. For first down. Yeah. And why wasn't it for a first down? Because it was like fourth or third or second and 40 or whatever. So it was second and 24 and it went for 12. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. And it was uh, a toe tap catch in double coverage over Troy Polamalu. Uh, and they didn't show a replay. They're just yeah. like, uh, they didn't even like mention that he actually caught it. Like, oh, I th- I, we're not sure if he caught that one. And then like no, the referees placed the ball down. The drive. Yeah. And so they just like kept on talking. Like, okay. So that play will be on there, Steve. Just for you. All right, good. I'm just I'm saying there was very, very little bright. That was the only little bit. Uh the I'd say there was one other bright spot for the Patriots in this game. Uh, and that would be Bethel Johnson, who was literally the only person not having a nightmare day. Yes, because he, he fumbled that kick return. The long one he broke, he fumbled it right as he went out of bounds. Hey, <laughs> he, he did it out of bounds. It's fine by me. He's fucking up though. He also had that illegal substitution penalty because he didn't come. When he substituted, oh, that's right. he didn't come inside the numbers 
Yeah. So it wiped out like a seven yard run because. Yeah. Which the rule. It's the dumbest rule of all time. Yeah. But let's, let's actually talk about the, the caveats to this game before we like get into all the bad stuff that happened because the pagers came in with, could we call it a skeleton crew? They're just injured. They're out. Dion Branch, their number one wide receiver. He's out with injury. Troy Brown, uh, Tr- back, Troy Brown is back, but it's not looking his same self quite yet. Uh, this is his first game back in a while. I think maybe the first game we've seen him this season. Yes. I don't remember. It's, it's been a while. I, I think we may have seen him like early on, but he's been out for uh, oh. quite a few games. Um, Tom Ashworth, they're starting right tackle. He's out. And the big one is Corey Dillon is not playing in this game because uh, he suffered an injury in practice. Practice, I think I said. Yeah, like a leg injury. But he played last week on a leg injury too, so I'm wondering if he just kind of like re-aggravated something because they've been talking about him in an injury past couple of weeks. But Which, so, if you think about it, I'm assuming he plays next week. I believe so. But he, he has like 1,600 yards this year and he does it on one less game. Yeah. Year. Yeah. And I think there was another game where he went out early too. So he kind of did it. And yeah, he did. Yeah. So it's first game, I think. Yeah. I think it, yeah. It was first, it was, it was early in the season. Yeah. <clears throat> so tough way to start. And then on defense, um, the Patriots decided that uh, going up against a red hot rookie, Ben Roethlisberger, without a defensive backfield was the way to go. Uh, Tyrone Poole was out injured to begin with, and then Ty Law went down on the second drive of the game, like pulled up hurt and tried to like limp off the field and couldn't even like get all the way off, had to get carted off. I believe that is Ty Law's last snap in a Patriots uniform. What isn't he done after he's not, he isn't on the Patriots next year because he's hurt the rest of this year? Is he? He's done for the season. This isn't this ankle injury that hurts him pretty good. You might be right. Oh, I didn't even put that together, but shit. That sucks because, and we'll get into it in a little bit more detail, but that was the beginning of the end for this game. And it it was Asante Samuel's first start, I think. Asante's... Iron Pool's out. Yeah, so he may yeah, he may be getting his first start. I know he's played before. At this point, he's our top corner with Ty Law out. Right. And uh, Ty Law's replacement is Randall Gay, who... Uh, got absolutely torched in this game. I felt like every time there was a completion, number 21 was there behind the receiver. Well, the very next play after Tyler went out, they threw that bomb to Plaxico Burris. Well, yeah, yeah. I want to get into that in a second, but uh, I want to get into it. We just after that, but, but Randall Gay also went out injured. So there, they were talking about the only defensive backs that the pages had left were Dexter Reed and Gerard Cherry. Yeah. See, this is why I didn't watch this game. Yeah. And And I wrote down Dexter Reed. I don't even know if I spelled his last name right. I, I couldn't tell you because I don't I don't remember Dexter Reed on this team, but he was out there in the in the end of the game. But this game, I mean, for all it was, it started out all right. The Patriots force a three and out and then get a field goal. But the uh, Pittsburgh offense, I think, had been playing pretty well. Mainly Ben Roethlisberger. This is his rookie season where he goes a bunch of games undefeated because they were talking about even at the beginning of this one where. The winning streaks to open your like rookie career is six games. It's going six and zero before your first loss. And this is this is fantastic. It was uh, Mike Kruzcheck 
who was a Steelers quarterback in 1976, who's the guy that went 6-0. Uh, and then Phil Sims and Ben Roethlisberger, I think, are both at four-game win streaks at this point. Um, but Mike Kruzczyk, in his six-game win streak to start his career, had a touchdown interception uh, differential of 0-3. to three. So zero touchdowns, three interceptions, and a QB rating of 67.9 in those six games. And they went six and zero. So didn't he like not ever start more than that either? Like that's like his entire record. I, I think it might be. Yeah, what they implied. I didn't look it up. Yeah, I didn't either because I, I spent as little time on this game as I possibly could after the first quarter, like you said. Steelers don't lose again until they lose to us. Correct. Yeah, this is the, the time when Steelers go fifteen and one, which is their best ever record. Um, and Big Ben must not have been starting for their first loss of the season, whenever that was. No, so yeah, uh, Big Ben came in for an injured. Who the hell was it? No, it was it was after Cordell Stewart. Um, I think Tom I had Maddox. it written down here. Someone like that. Yeah. Uh, Want nope. stat check, Greg? Yeah. Where the fuck is Greg? God damn it. <laughs> Um, deliberate it is tommy maddox oh yeah so it is tommy maddox yeah he started season two and one and then ben rossbury came in and went 13 and 0 the regular season did not lose a game um i think he came halfway through one of that one of those games too so he came in and the steelers are actually the first afc team ever to go 15 and one um, obviously not the best ever record in the AFC. Uh, that'll get broken in 2007-ish. Um, but they were actually talking about this last week in last week's broadcast where the Steelers were watching the Jets-Patriots game last week because both teams were undefeated and they were rooting for the Patriots because they want to be the ones to end the streak. So it was that kind of Steelers team back with uh, the chin. What's his name? Everyone wants the champs, Andy. Bill Cowher. The champs. That's true. Clearly, That's true. they thought they wanted the champs, and then they got the champs in the playoffs. So, were they asking for that too? Because it didn't work out for them. I don't think they were, uh, but maybe they were. We'll find out when we get there. But yeah, so uh, Bill Cowher and his team were were rooting for the Pages because they wanted to be the ones to end this, and uh, they are actually coming off a bye week this week too. So everybody's healthy. Playing this beat up Patriots team who just had a brawl with the, the Jets the week before. You know, typical shit. So, started off all right. Patriots led this game 3 nothing. believe it or not. Um, and defense had been looking good. Ben Roethlisberger getting chased around, not getting sacked because sacking Ben Roethlisberger is like sacking a Mack truck. Um, but getting harassed enough so they went three and out the first two drives. And then they almost had a chance to pin the Steelers at their own three-yard line, but that's when the issues started. And the ball got kind of... the Whoever the gunner was there tried to down it, but accidentally booted it into the end zone, so it's a touchback. And even then... So here's... I, I actually printed out the, the drive sheet for what happened. Because we're talking five minutes and 43 seconds left in the first quarter. And... Rossberger just completed a pass to Burris, uh, Plexico Burris, um, but he but Burris was called for offense pass interference, so it's first and twenty. Pittsburgh on their own twenty-eight, and then Rossberger hits Heinz Ward, 
uh, who was open because Ty Law injured his ankle and right. might never play for the Pages again. Um, <clears throat> two plays later, Roethlisberger hits Plaxico for 47-yard touchdown over Ty Law's replacement, Randall Gay. Pages get the ball back. Uh, first play from scrimmage after the kickoff. Tom Brady's sacked by Joey Porter, hit from behind. Ball squirts out and uh, Steelers recover. And then, like four plays later, Ben Rossberger hits Plaxico Burris again for a four yard touchdown. So nice that's two spot. touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, we're still in the first quarter, by the way. Page get the ball back with 22 seconds left in the first quarter. Going to try and make something happen. Brady gets intercepted by Deshae Townsend. And that is returned for a touchdown. Why are you making me relive this, India? I told you I already watched the first quarter, and that's uh, we're, we're doing this. Off. We're doing this for the listeners, Steve. No, I don't, they need to. Either we're at, they need to wallow in our misery. A body bag that the Patriots were in by the end of the first quarter. So the Steelers have now scored three touchdowns in three minutes and thirty-three seconds to end the first quarter. Except the first quarter is not over. There's still nine seconds left. So the Patriots get the ball back. Kick return. Uh, the first play is called dead because it's a false start. And then uh, they run the last play of the first quarter, which is Kevin Falk for negative two yards. And then Tom Brady gets sacked at the first play of the second quarter by Joey Porter for 10 yards. It's now third and 27. So that is how this game turned. And that's kind of all you really need to know. Like that, that was it. All game too. First play of the second half, they get the ball. Oh, yeah. Got it within like two touchdowns. And Kevin Falk strip all the ball after he catches it and they get it. And, and yeah, second play of the half. Exactly. Then they turn around and score another touchdown and it's 34. It's not worth watching. 10. Yeah, game over. 31 10. Game over. So uh, there are two Brady to Givens touchdowns in this. The second one is an absolute dime, like you said. Um, so if you want to catch that on pastdynasty.com, just watch those highlights. Like, don't even, I think we link to the YouTube highlights. Don't even bother. Yeah, just go not, to the Givens ones. Yeah, just watch the Givens touchdowns. I, I did actually go to the full game and then go watch the Givens touchdowns in their entirety. Yeah, they're, they're sweet. So that second one, the second one reminded me of uh, the one Greg was talking about with David Patton against the uh, Bears and that huge comeback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. two. Even those highlights on YouTube don't even have them, though. So you have to go actually go into the game to watch it. Right, right. Yeah. The only place you can find it is patriotsdynasty.info. Pastdynasty.com now. Easy oh, to remember. Yeah, they both work, but yes. <laughs> pastdynasty.com is easy is to remember. Pastpod.com still work? Because that's what I tell people. Yeah, pastpod.com still works. Okay. That's how you get to the podcast page on the website. Got it. Just don't tell people that. I don't it's the same do it website. on Twitter. I just do it like I use it in my voice. I tell people. Yeah. yeah. Passpod.com, baby. Um, so I think we should probably uh, get a sense of what Belichick thought of this game. That was on the uh, primetime highlight, his interview. Mm-hmm. Oh. Sounds like him now. It doesn't sound any different. Right. So... What does Bill Belichick think about this? 
They outcoached us. They outplayed us. Um, they did a lot of things right, and they certainly deserved to win, and they won convincingly. Um, we weren't very good in any phase of the game. Didn't do much anything right. Anytime you give up 34 points, <clears throat> especially on the road, it's going to be hard to win. In those sticks. Sounds like he's about to cry. It, it, can you imagine if, like, you had a bad day at work, and then your boss comes out and says that to the media? Like, you are toast tomorrow. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm sure he's actually somewhat glad that the streak ended. A that it ended, so people stop talking about it and asking questions about it. Maybe. And B that it ended in such a blow up way where they made a million mistakes, right? That he can just say, "Look, they're not perfect." Yeah, and that could be one of those. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, where it's one of those games where you kind of like the um, 2001 game that David Patton talked about uh, in his "Pass from the Past" podcast, and he was talking about the thing that stuck with him in 2001 the most was when they got blown out by Miami. Remember that game? I think it was like right after the. Either right before or right after. Oh, no, it was right after the um, Brady's first start. It was his second start. Yeah. And they had beaten the uh, the Colts in his first start. And then they got their doors blown off in Miami in 2001. And Belichick, when everybody, like, they, you know, tore into bits in the film room. But then when they went out to the field, there was a, like, a, a hole dug at the end of one of the, uh, the practice fields. And Belichick took the football. It's like this was the game ball from last game, and they just fucking buried it. It's like so, it's all done. Like we're we're done talking about, it. we're done thinking about it. We're moving on to next week. Like it sucked. Moving on. And Patton's like, that was the moment I realized that like we're gonna be all right this year because we could bounce back from something like that. Like fuck yeah. Maybe we'll do that after this Brady at Pat's game. Why do, can you though? They're synthetic fields now. Well, maybe the practice fields aren't. They're somewhere in Gillette Stadium with actual dirt, maybe. Yeah, you got to find it. Like, go out in the parking lot there. He'll bury it in front of TV 12 Fitness. <gasps> Ooh. Right That's not bad. Like, be under the sign or something. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, I mean, don't watch this game. It, it, that's basically what we're telling you. And if you do, it's your own goddamn fault because mm-hmm. we've warned you multiple times. Um, yes, yeah, a very unwatchable game. Although I did talk to a Steeler fan today. And he's like, oh, I would watch that game. Like, I fucking bet you would. So if you're a Steeler fan, you listen to this. One, why? And two, feel free to watch this. You'll probably really, really enjoy this game. Bring back also, some good feel memories. free to watch the playoff game between these two teams. You know, it's like as a point A, point B sort of thing. <laughs> he is so salty. <laughs> fucking love it. <laughs> I mean, they play him again. So they do, yeah. Same personnel. Well, Patriots, will, I think, will be a bit healthier. And at that point... The Steelers are on a big win streak. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. So time to return the favor. That's a great point, Steve. That That is a great point. Um, Man. I'm thinking about best and worst in the back of my head here, and I don't know if I have anything. There is no other best besides David Givens. Well, here's the the best. Uh, I saw Plaxico Barris, and I wrote down, uh, is that a gun in his waistband, or is he just excited to score touchdowns? I hate Plaxico Burris. That's why this game was also awful. Yeah, but come on, that's a pretty good one. Is it? Yeah, I thought it's I thought it was a pretty good burn. It's a pretty good burn. It's cheap. It was, it, exactly. That's why it's good because it's salty, just like you. No. 
Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. Uh, they did show a stat of uh, fewest rushing yards per rush touchdown. Yeah. You know, since 1980. Yeah. But no one cares about this stupid game, Andy. Game, you should bury it in the backyard. Take this episode and bury that. So how about this? Oh, no, oh, no, that's work. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, I got I got my numbers mixed up, but no biggie. Uh, so this marks the end of the win streak, which is fine. Everything everything good comes to an end, which we're learning this week with the Patriots and everything. Um. It was 399 days since the Patriots' last loss. So we've had it pretty good here on this podcast and as Pats fans in general. So one loss is a bit of a blip because these Patriots in 2004 don't exactly lose a lot of games, do they? My favorite was on the primetime highlights. They were talking about their last loss, and they said it was in the Redskins back in 2002. Yep. Steve Spurrier, and they're both like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like he's already an afterthought. Right. Well, that's what they, they, they showed uh, a stat where the last two coaches to beat New England uh, are no longer head coaches in the NFL. Because <laughs> one, like you said, was Steve Spurrier, who is just like not a coach anymore. And the other one was Greg Williams, who was the Buffalo head coach, who was now like a defensive coordinator for somebody because he got demoted. So, uh, so maybe that that's the death knell for um, for your boy Bill Cower because he doesn't last much longer, does he? Maybe he goes out on his own accord. Does he? Yeah, I don't remember how he did. Did he leave after he won yeah, that Super Bowl? I don't know if that's after that, but he definitely doesn't get fired. No, but he he will go two more years. Uh, 2005, the Steelers win the Super Bowl and probably should have gone out on top because the next year, 2006, the Steelers go 8-8 eight and eight and miss the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, and then he doesn't doesn't coach again. That was it. So, went out on his own accord, but one year too late. Like all good Steelers things. I don't know. Dude, uh, just, apparently I'm still you're salty. You're dragging this episode out to punish me right now, aren't you? Yes, that's exactly right. The worst. I don't want to think about Bill <laughs> Cowan's stupid fucking mustache. And just, the mustache is what it is, not the chin. It's all mustache it's the whole look. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Uh, well, uh, if you don't like his mustache, I think you'll probably not like um, this. Where is it? Here it is. Um, the fans. I just want to get your reaction because I don't think you could made it this far in the game. What? What are they doing? Sift, Mets, get your head in the game. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Is that Coach Cower here on Halloween? <laughs> Dead ringer for him there. No, it couldn't have been Coach Cowher because he would have spit a lot more in the chin. You yeah. know, he just wasn't enough there. But that was pretty good, though. Yeah, I saw a little spray coming out. He's, he's like yeah. me. It's, man, it's, what are you doing? Let's go. But exciting stuff here so far today. And let- so bad. These fucking Steelers fans. That was actually a pretty good impersonation and costume. I fucking knew you'd be positive. I should have known you'd be positive about that. Fuck I'm just trying Steve. to take the opposite side of you, Andy. So you it was don't awful. As much as it I was. Did. It was a half-ass approach. You put a fucking Steelers hat on and a headset. I want you to not and had a laminated piece of paper. Yeah, and he had the nice impression. 
It wasn't that good. It's so good. The TV camera still didn't put it on national broadcast. So they should. And so, and we can't get national broadcast for all yeah, our that guy is more hard work. Than you. At least you can tell his kids he was on TV. You got nothing. You got a stupid <laughs> podcast. No one listens to it anyways. <laughs> oh, God damn it. All right. So the only thing that sucks more than the fans uh, and the field in this game is Steve Brown, apparently. No, it's you. All right. Give me your best and worst then. You no, I don't have any. Prick. I got nothing. No. It's a stupid exercise. We All we're doing is harping on the bad things, which there are a million in this game. There's nothing good outside of David Gibbons. Should have been a two-minute conversation. You see us cool touchdowns, everything else? That shit sucked. All right. See you next week. <laughs> Steve. Uh, no, you got you to gotta suffer through the bad so that you can appreciate the good. Because now that we've watched this game, we've suffered through it. That AFC Championship game is going to feel orgasmic. Hey, and to Greg, it's just going to be like, eh, it's another win. Be like, no, nah, we actually watch that. Andy. I got a lot of character. You don't have enough character. No, I don't you, have, even, you have the bad need, kind of character, Steve. Yeah, so I don't need any more. So that's no, you need the good kind of character. character. No, yes, it's not character. It's no such different. <laughs> there is. Uh, all right. Give me your best and worst. Are you for real? Yeah, I already You're, went down this road. You give me something. No, you, we we can't end this podcast this until we do best and worst. This is stupid. There is no best. Every everything sucks. This whole game sucked. Why are we doing this? This is stupid. And I guarantee you, so what's I'm your worst? They're nodding, saying he's given that answer before on the dinner table about best and worst. <laughs> I bet you have. <laughs> Definitely. She knows better than to keep asking me, Andy. You don't. Uh, all right, I'll do my best and worst. Okay, great. Let's see. Um, oh, my best is learning where Ted Johnson got all his anger from. <laughs> Maybe you watch this whole game, listen to the commentators the whole time. You're just ridiculous. I lost. Uh, yeah, I watched the whole thing. I was I was kind of skipping th- like the middle of plays by the end of it because it was fucking garbage time. Um, but uh, they were talking about how all of Ted Johnson's injury issues started uh, when he tried to tackle Jerome Bettis the last time they met. <laughs> so, and Ted Johnson would go downhill fast from here. So I think we will now know why Ted Johnson has such an axe to grind against the Patriots and Bill Belichick specifically, but maybe it should be uh, partially because of Jerome Bettis no, being so hard to tackle. Bettis. He has a bunch of head issues, right? Bettis? No, Johnson. Oh yeah, Ted Johnson. Well, he's on the radio now, mm-hmm. so I don't know. He just yeah, he's very uh, comes across as very anti-Patriots and anti-Belichick and what the fuck are they doing? I mean, so do all Boston sports media these days. So who knows? Maybe it's real. Maybe it's a, maybe it's just an act like it is with everybody else. All right. What's your worst? My best is that Troy Brown is back. Is that your catching best? balls? Hmm? Was that you, you? You have multiple bests. Yeah. Well, I'm making up for you not having any. <laughs> oh, and also Bethel Johnson. We, you, you talked about he had that one bonehead play, but you didn't talk about the fact that. He did that awesome, like the Steelers kicked it almost out of bounds, but it wasn't going to go out of bounds. So he like jumped. So he was standing out of bounds and then picked up the ball. So therefore it's technically out of bounds. We've seen Wes Welker do it before too. Didn't see oh, it. Oh, we will. Didn't watch a game. Didn't see it. Yeah. Next. So Bethel Johnson. Next. Awesome. Uh, let's see. Do you want any more bests? I could probably no. find another one for you. No, we're good. 
Kevin Falk leading receiver. That's not necessarily a good sign, but it happened. Yeah. And a fumble. Yeah. All right. So worst, um, David Givens streak ending. That sucks. I don't know what I got up to. It was 25 or his first catch in the, in the game was 25th. So it was right. It was almost 30, which is pretty fucking impressive. I asked, uh, Twitter Mm. and apparently there's some like receivers from 1970s who all they did were deep balls. So every catch was a first down. It was like hundreds. Mm. So, so they might be, uh, the highest uh, players with the, high, the most catches for first downs in a row with these guys. That's literally all they did. David Givens was to start a season. Yeah. Well, I mean, these guys started every season that way because all they did was catch first downs because every pass to them was like 40 yards downfield. Doesn't sound like real football to me. Sounds like it should be a David Givens record anyways. Yeah. So we're going to give it to David. So yeah, let's do it. We'll give it to David Givens. Um, if you design a banner, I'll print it up and we'll, See if we can find out where he lives. I'll mail it to him. That won't be creepy at all. No. Okay. <laughs> we'll ask around. We'll, we'll we'll get you to ask uh, people if they know where David Givens lives. Yeah, uh, let's start with Troy Brown. Then we'll get to David Givens. All right. All right. Well, maybe Troy. I mean, Troy obviously knows David Givens. Of course, they're boys. So they'll be like, "Hey, would you would you give him this banner from us? Okay, yeah. This championship belt. This WWF championship belt. It's most." First down receptions to start a career. That's not even it, season. but all right. Come on, next. What else? Whatever. All right. Um, Put this stupid game in the hole and bury it. So you want a worst? No. That's what you're looking for? Because I did my best. Um, the worst is the fact that the Steelers are so good. Uh, they were, after this, they would go on to beat the, the other last undefeated team in the Eagles in back-to-back weeks. So they, as Mike Dussault was saying, are a wagon. They're a fucking wagon. Feeling pretty good. Yeah. And they're backing up their talk about wanting to be the ones to break the streak and all that garbage. Garbo. Um, Patriots halftime rushing stats. That's that's probably in the bad column. Uh, they had allowed 81 rushing yards, and they had rushed for a total of negative one. A great start. No Corey Dillon. Nope. Oh, here's another good worst. Uh, the fans in Pittsburgh, they had the worst signs hanging. And I took a screenshot one. It literally just says Big Ben number seven. Black letters, yellow background. That's it. That's wrong. Like, yeah, we we know. We can see it. He's, he's out there. He's the guy in the number seven. Like, like put some sort of creativity. Like, I, I don't want the names of people in the numbers of, of the jerseys they wear. Hey, Andy, they're big enough to get it on TV, smart enough to get it on TV. You haven't That's been stupid. on TV. You make fun of all these fans. I've been on TV. I've been on TV. Not I was on TV because I brought a rubber chicken to uh, Wimbledon. I was on TV. Prove it. Uh, ask Auntie Pauline. She was there with me. No, yeah. And the rush breeze, the rush breeze have it on, on VHS somewhere, I think. Yeah, there you go. Prove it. Yeah. So you'll have to ask them. No, you have to. You, you're the burden of proof, Andy. You're the one who's claiming to be on Wimbledon. No, I told you where the proof is. Go find it yourself. No. Do your own research, Steve. No. <laughs> Let's get Greg on it. He's a stat checker. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we'll get him to do it <laughs> whenever he decides to ever show up again. Um, so the last, so they showed some Patriots winning ways. This was a, a best. Um, 
21 straight wins, including playoffs, is the longest streak in NFL history. 18 straight regular season wins, longest streak in NFL history. Seven straight road wins, also longest streak in franchise history. No, franchise history. And then, like we said, it was 399 days since the Patriots' last loss. Uh, it's four days since the Red Sox won the World Series. Fucking right. And uh, it's two Britney Spears marriages worth of days is how they decided to measure, apparently. That's terrible. Patriots haven't lost in two Britney Spears marriages. So, cool. All right. Uh, do you got anything else, Steve? No. I got nothing <laughs> else, Andy. Oh, I got a commentator thing for you. Yeah, but you've got to talk about the rest, too. I can talk about a refs. Yeah, yeah I, I got one refs thing. Yeah, I got yeah. one refs thing and one commentary yeah, thing. They got commentary things. We got plenty more to go. Come on. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, the referees. Oh, um, also, this this game was played on Halloween, which makes sense because it was such a fucking nightmare. Um, so that's very fitting. And then for referees, you probably didn't see this play because you were a coward and you dipped out early. But um, it was a play on. I'm cuddling on the bed with Gus. I know, I can see that. Okay. Uh, I'm still gonna I'm gonna talk to you from here though. Uh, so the referee, the the play was it was like a one of those quick passes to David Patton. Um, you know, like the the defensive backs playing too far off. And so they just like chuck it to him right off the 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 snap. But it was kind of low, so he scooped it up off the the top of his toes and then ran and then at the end of the play, there was a 15-yard face mask because the defender like literally ripped his helmet off by the face mask. So the play got challenged, and the referees reviewed the play, overturned the reception, but just because the play is incomplete, the um, the 15-yard face mask still applies. So after all that, even though the Steelers won their challenge, they only got like one yard back on the drive. It was stupid. Um, and then for commentators, this was perfect. Chris Sims talking about like he knows what's going on and decides that uh, on the pages first drive that where they score their touchdown, he literally, as he's saying, now's the time to run it. The Patriots run a play action and immediately throw a touchdown pass. So nice, nice to know that he still got it and knows what he's talking about. And uh, can predict games in the same way that better commentators can do. Like, what's his name, Steve? Uh, oh, Tony Romo, the QB whisperer, who actually calls those plays. So there you go. That's that's what I got for referees and commentators. Um, oh, the another note that they pointed out: the Panthers from last year's Super Bowl that the Patriots beat are currently one and six on the year. They've lost again. Uh, so struggling mightily after Super Bowl, unlike this Patriots team. So it could be worse. We could be watching a lot more losses, but we're not. So that's great. Um, and I think that's it. Are you sure? I think so. Yeah. Should I, you sure? Let's take, I'm taking a quick look. Yeah, just double checking. We don't want you to forget anything. No Cedric Cobbs. There was a Cedric Cobbs sighting, who was a street free A getting carries in this game because of the injury to Corey Dillon. I doubt we'll see him again. Uh, yeah. Oh, they talked about what Bill Cowher did on his uh, bye week 
And he decided okay. he went. All right. All right. You know what? This, uh, I got to go. I got some stuff to do. Um, <laughs> I don't believe you, but. Uh, tune in next week to see how much of a blubbering little bitch Greg is. Very naughty. Uh, You're an idiot, bro. All right. Well, hopefully next week is uh, something a bit more upbeat. What is next week, Steve? I don't know. Oh, Patriots playing the St. Louis Rams in the Edward Jones Dome. What a terrible name for a stadium. Super Bowl rematch. Super Bowl rematch from 2001. Mike March looking to get revenge. Will he get it, Steve? We'll find out next week on the Patriots Dynasty podcast. See you later. See you later.